بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In tonight's lesson we are going to discuss the أوصاف المؤمن the attributes or the characteristics of the believer and this lesson is based upon an answer and by Sheikh Al-Sa'di Rahimullah Ta'ala an answer that he wrote to a particular question and that question is مَا هِيَ الْأُوصَافِ الَّتِي يَتَمَيَّزُ بِهَا الْمُؤْمِنِ which is what are the characteristics which distinguishes a believer and from a disbeliever a denier a denier and of course a person who knows or who has come to know the evidences of the existence of their Lord, but denies that truth. And he denies that truth. So the Sheikh answers this question and he says, This is a great question. This is a great question, meaning this is an important question. And he states why? And he says, بالفرق بين المؤمن وغيره يتميز الحق والباطل وأهل السعادة من أهل الشقاء من أهل الشقاوة. Because he says, and he knowing the difference between a believer and other than him distinguishes the truth from the falsehood and the people of happiness from the people of misery and he's very important here at the sheikh and he mentions and knowing the difference between a believer and those other than him meaning knowing the attributes and the characteristics of the believer that differentiates him from other than him then through that a person is able to distinguish or to know the truth from the falsehood and know the people or the true people of happiness or the people of true happiness from the people of misery, those who are miserable. And the people of happiness or true happiness, of course, is the believer. They believer, a believer. And those who are miserable, the Sheikh is referring to the denier, and the disbeliever. And this is important, I need to know. A reason is, in a lot of the minds, or some of the minds of the Muslimin, of the Muslims, when they see what the disbelievers have, from wealth, dunya, success, 
and likewise the apparent happiness that they claim they have, you will find something gets into the heart of some of the Muslims, whereby they look up to them and they say this is happiness. This is the true success. What they have from wealth, what they have from the pleasures that they engage in, and from the apparent happiness and that they have, they take this to be the models for success and in, in this world. But rather, a Muslim must not be deluded, must not be confused where they see and what the disbelievers have from the dunya does not mean that they are upon true happiness. It does not mean that they are actually happy and in, in their hearts. But rather a person or a Muslim should look to, should look to what is true happiness and in Islam. And that he does not end up engaging in al-muharramat, in matters that are haram, in his quest for looking for the success and the happiness that he sees and he from the disbelievers, from their success in the dunya, their wealth and other than that. So the Sheikh says, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنْ حَقَّا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَبِأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ الْوَارِدَ فِي الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ عَلَى وَجْهِ الْفَهْمِ لَهَا وَلِعْتِرَافِ بِهَا He says, know and have knowledge that the true believer, they are those who believe in Allah and in His names and his attributes that have been mentioned in the book and the sunnah. First and foremost, the Sheikh mentions this. So the true believer is one who believed, has believed in Allah and his names and his attributes that is mentioned in the book and the sunnah. So the book is the Quran. The speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if a person were to ask, what is the Qur'an? And we say the Qur'an is the speech of Allah azza wa jal. That he revealed. He spoke it to Angel Jibra'il alayhi salam. Who then recited it and spoke it to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that it was revealed in the Arabic language, the clear Arabic language. And that it starts, or it begins with Surah Al-Fatiha, and it ends with Surah Al-Nas. That the Quran is the speech of Allah, and it is not, and it created. It is not created. But Sunnah, and the Sunnah, I and mean, what is the sunnah? 
If a person were to ask, what is the sunnah? And the sunnah is that which has been mentioned or narrated or recorded from the Prophet ﷺ, from his speech, his actions, his silent approvals, and the description of his of his physical description and the description of his his mannerisms. That is where and if we find and the the sunnah and the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Shaykh mentions Alawajmi al Fahmi Laha I need to have the correct under, upon the correct understanding. So a person needs to believe in Allah in the correct way and believe in his names and his attributes in the way that is correct. And what is the way that is correct concerning the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That we believe in all of the names and attributes of Allah as mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. And we affirm meaning to it. A meaning that the word gives in its apparent meaning without, without tashbih, without making Allah Azza wa Jal like His creation. Without making Allah equal or similar to the creation, or to the attributes of the creation. So we affirm meaning to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not negate and say that it is words that have no meaning, like some of the people of innovation have done. Or we do not say, or we do not change their meaning. Like some of the people of innovation have done. Or we do not go into describing it in sort of a physical way. We do not similar any of the names and the attributes of Allah to that of the, of the creation. We affirm them. In the correct way. And the correct way is what our Salaf, our pious predecessors were upon. In affirming the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we've just, and he mentioned. Our Salaf. First and foremost, the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And those who came after them. The Tabi'een. And the Tabi Tabi'een and those who followed them in their knowledge and their understanding and their righteousness. Indeed, the Sahaba and the latter two generations are the best generation, the best of people, as mentioned by the Prophet. The Shaykh mentions and acknowledging them, acknowledging any the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And freeing and exalting Allah above that which opposes this. 
and he opposes his names and his attributes and he upon the correct understanding. فَامْتَلَأَ قَلْبُهُ إِيمَانًا وَعِلْمًا وَيَقِينًا وَتُؤْمَانِينَةً وَتَعَلُّقًا بِاللَّهِ فَأَنَابَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَحْدَةً He says, now due to this, this Iman in Allah and His names and His attributes in the correct way, he says, then the heart of the believer becomes filled with Iman, with Iman and knowledge and certainty and tranquility. With Iman, with knowledge, with certainty and tranquility. And the believer's heart becomes attached and connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he turns to Allah alone. He turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And in likewise in repentance. And he says, And he worships or he devotes Himself to Allah with worship which Allah Azza wa Jal has legislated upon the tongue of His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mukhlisan lillah with sincerity for Allah Azza wa Jal. Here the Shaykh mentions a very important affair that worship should be according to that which Allah Azza wa Jal has legislated. And that is to be found in the actions, in the instructions and sayings of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is a condition for a person's action to be accepted. Is that the action is in accordance to the Sunnah, according to the teachings of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi that is the way that Allah has legislated for the action of worship to be performed. When a person performs an action contrary to the sunnah, what does it become? Contrary to the sunnah, what does it become? Bid'ah, an innovation. Now, does Allah accept an innovation even if it is done with a good intention? Somebody performs an act of innovation, worships Allah in a way or in a manner with an action has not been legislated with a good intention. Is there reward for this person? No. What's the evidence? The hadith of the Prophet whoever performs an action which is not in accordance to our affair, or this affair of ours, meaning the religion and Islam, it is rejected. Or the other and a version of the hadith. Whoever introduces something in this 
in our affair, meaning this religion, that which is not from it, then it is and he rejected back upon the doer of the action. Then the Shaykh he mentions Mukhrisan Lillah and those actions of worship, a believer performs it with sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That is the second condition for an action of worship to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If an action is not performed with ikhlas, then it becomes a... What does it become if an action... Shirk. It becomes shirk. One of the categories of shirk. Shirk al-akbar, al-akbar, and shirk al-asghar. Major shirk and minor shirk. Give me an example of major shirk. Worshipping other than Allah, but specifics. Making dua to other than Allah, as an example. Making dua to other than Allah. An example of minor shirk. Which is showing off. Where a person performs an action, it is generally performing for Allah, he's praying. He's performing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then somebody walks past, he sort of beautifies the way he's standing or the way he is reciting to impress only those around him. And that is riya. And the reward is taken away. And from from those actions. Another way that we can categorize shirk, another way, three categories. If you know tawheed, the categories of tawheed, then you will know how to mention these three categories of shirk in relation to. So, how will we say names? So shirk, three categories of shirk. Another way of categorizing the the uh, the categories of shirk. Shirk in shirk in rububiyah. Shirk concerning in, in the lordship of Allah Azza wa Jal. Then shirk in uluhiyah. Shirk in the the worship of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And then shirk in asma wa sifat. An example of shirk fi shirk fi al-rububiya, shirk in Allah's lordship. Meaning, saying, believing that there is another creator along with Allah that created the heavens and the earth. Okay, that is shirk in Allah's lordship. An example of shirk in uluhiya al-ibadah. Prostrating to a grave and worshipping uh, a righteous that's, you know, in the grave. And shirk in asma wa sifat. Denying or affirming it for other than Allah Azza wa Jal. Affirming a name and an attribute. Yeah, it's specific for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirming it for 
other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh mentioned, Rajiyan lithawabihi khaifan min iqabihi. He mentioned another attribute of the believer. Okay, when he worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in accordance to the sunnah and with sincerity, tawheed, that he is, he hopes for the reward from Allah azza wa jal for his action that he is and he performing. Likewise, khaifan bin iqabihi, he fears Allah's any punishment, another attribute any of a believer. And he mentioned Shakiran Lillahi Bikalbihi Walisanihi Wa Jawarihi that he is grateful to Allah with his heart by way of his tongue, meaning his speech, and his actions of the limbs, Allah that he is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his favours and his blessings upon him by way of his his heart. How we great show gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of our heart by acknowledging that the ni'mah, the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it is from Allah Azza wa Jal. That is from the heart. That is not due to your hard work. That's the way that you've achieved your wage. That's a means. A means to acquire blessings. But the blessing is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You acknowledge in your heart it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then what? Lisanihi. How do you show gratitude to Allah with your tongue or your speech? By dhikr. Okay? For example, by saying Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah. Or Ashkurullah. I, I am grateful to Allah. Okay, by way of any speech. What about actions of the limbs? Showing gratitude to Allah by way of actions of the limbs. Using the blessings to worship Allah. Using that blessing in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So blessings must be utilized in the obedience of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how you show gratitude in your action for a particular any blessing. For example, a person earns his wage. At the end of the month, <coughs> let's say he goes and spends it on haram. Is that showing gratitude? No. no. He goes and gives part of it, let's say, in charity. Is that showing gratitude? Naam. That is showing gratitude only by way of action. Likewise, he says, But ihsanihi al azim الذي يتقلب به في جميع الساعات لاهجا بذكره. Likewise, he is grateful to Allah for the good or his tremendous good that he finds himself in at all times in his life. جميع الساعات 
and all of the hours of his life, every moment of his life. And he likewise, la jihan, la hijan bi dhikrihi, where he is, and he remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pronouncing and the remembrance of Allah, Azza, and Wajal. So these are from the, the Osaf, the characteristics of the true believer. Then the Shaykh mentions, لا يرى نعمة أعظم من هذه النعمة ولا كرامة أعظم منها. He does not see a blessing greater than this blessing and no honor greater than it. So he sees this blessing and the blessing of Iman in Allah Azza wa Jal and that which comes with it. He does not see this greater, anything else greater than this. He does not see the, the dunya and the pleasures of the dunya greater than the blessing that he is in. The ni'mah of Al-Islam, the ni'mah of Iman, the ni'mah of knowing Allah, having certainty in Allah, and being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being mindful of Allah azza wa jal. He does not see the pleasures of the dunya greater than this ni'mah that he is, that he is in. And no honor greater than this honor. Likewise, the Shaykh mentions, وَمَا هَذَا فَقَدْ أَخَذَ نَصِيبًا وَافِرًا مِنْ لَذَّاتِ الْحَيَاةِ وَتَمَتَّعَ بِهَا لَا عَلَىٰ الْوَجْهِ الَّذِي يَتَمَتَّعْ بِهِ الْجَاهِدُونَ أو الْغَافِلُونَ بَلْ تَمَتَّعَ بِهَا عَلَىٰ وَجْهِ الْاسْتِعَانَ بِهَا عَلَىٰ الْقِيَامِ بِحُقُوقِ اللَّهِ وَحُقُوقِ عِبَادِهِ He says, and Along with this, the believer, he takes an abundant portion and he from the pleasures of the dunya and he takes pleasure from it, not in a way which the deniers do, and not in a way that the deniers, they take pleasure and he from the pleasures of the dunya. Oh, Al-Ghafilun, of those who are heedless. says, rather, he takes pleasure from the favors of the dunya in a manner which he utilizes it in aiding him to fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him and the rights of the servants of Allah. Again here, we see a person, a believer, yes, seeks a portion of the dunya, but to utilize it to, to worship Allah, to utilize it, and to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to actualize his servitude. And he is always mindful that these blessings are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he utilizes it to fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him and the rights of the servants 
of Allah Azza wa Jal. As an example, wealth, you give charity to the poor. Zakah, give charity to the poor. Any fulfilling any the rights of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon, upon oneself. وَبِذَلِكَ الْإِحْتِسَابِ وَالرَّجَاءِ تَمَّتْ بِهَا لَذَّاتُهُ وَإِسْتَرَاحَ قَلْبُهُ وَإِطْمَأَنَّ And the Shaykh, he mentions, and with this, his, any hope, any for reward, تَمَّتْ بِهَا لَذَّاتُهُ His, his pleasure, and it is perfected, and it is completed, and by this hope, Raja, and Raja of Thawab, hope for reward, and his heart, and he becomes tranquil and calm. His heart, tranquil and calm. وَلَمْ يَحْزَنْ إِلَى جَاءَتْهُ الْأُمُورِ عَلَى خِلَافِ مَا And he is not sad, uh, sad, or in despair, if his affair, his affairs that are attributed to him or around him, the affairs around him in his life, if they occur in a way that he does not like, it occurs in a way that is not pleasing to him. He does, he's not saddened and he by this. He's not in a, in a state of despair. If he tries to do something any faults, I say, in a calamity, or things does not happen the way he was aiming for, he's not in the state of despair. He's not in a state of despair. He understands that this dunya, there's trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations, and that he's in a test. And that this dunya is not going to last forever. He's aiming for the hereafter. فَهَذَا قَدْ جَمَعَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بَيْنَ سَعَادَةِ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ So for this, any person, the true believer, Allah has combined for him the happiness in this world and the hereafter. Happiness, and a true happiness in this world and in the hereafter. Because he knows how to deal with calamities, how to deal when to deal with the affairs that happen around him that probably harm him, are displeasing to him. He's patient and he understands the way the dunya works and what is his purpose in this life. Then the Shaykh, he continues and he says, أَمَّا الْجَاحِدُ وَالْغَافِلُ فَهُوَ عَلَى خِلَافِ ذَلِكَ As for the denier and the heedless, then they are different to this. They are contrary to this. They are not like the believer. And a person who sees and knows the signs and the evidences for the existence of the Creator and denies this, they're definitely not like the believer. They are not like the believer. In Iman or in, in their hearts, the Sheikh mentions 
because he has he has denied his almighty lord he says, he has denied his Almighty Lord. And he wished the evidences, the clear evidences, like the, the rational evidences or the intellectual evidences and the evidences has been transmitted, meaning from the prophets and the knowledge that is acquired by way of necessity and that which is acquired by the senses. As an example, we see the creation around us. The creation indicates the presence of a creator and nothing just happens from a big bang. Okay, like the atheist say, just happened. Randomly, everything came together. Uh, we notice the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal around us and that indicates the presence of a, a creator. The presence of a, an a creator. Our senses, we can see, we feel. Okay, we notice there's a knowledge that we have that indicate the presence of a creator. So that these, uh, the Sheikh mentions, are concerning that these, any evidences, that they point, ala wujudihi wa kamalihi, they point to the presence of Allah Azza wa Jal and His perfectness. So the denier, he has no care for this, and he pays no attention and he to those evidences. He rejects and opposes it. So when that person separates himself from Allah, his creator, by disbelieving in him and turning away from him from him, in acknowledgement, he does not acknowledge the Existence of Allah, وتعبداً, He does not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Then he attaches himself to nature, to what's around him. That's what he attaches his heart to. That's what he attaches his will to, his existence to. What he can see around him, feel and take pleasure from. Attaches his heart, okay? This nature around him, this materialistic world, so then he ends up worshipping, worshipping the creation around him, worshipping and that which he sees around him. And what happens is that his heart becomes similar to the hearts of the animals. لَيْسَ لَهُ He has no interest except to take pleasure and from the physical affairs in this world, the material things around him, that's his only interest. 
to take pleasure from what is around him in this dunya. وَقَلْبُهُ دَائِمًا غَيْرُ and his heart, the heart of the denier, is always not at ease. Is always not at ease. So don't be, or don't fall in doubt when you see what the disbelievers have from wealth and pleasures. That you think that they are the happiest person in the world with the true success. And you think that they are happy inside or at ease in their hearts. <coughs> Do not fall into this doubt. The Sheikh says, the Sheikh mentions, The hearts, not at ease. Their hearts, their fear. What fear? Fear that they will lose what they love from this dunya. Fear to lose what they love from this dunya. From their wealth, okay, their possessions, what they experience in this dunya. وَخَائِفٌ مِنْ حُصُولَ الْمَكَارِحِ Likewise, he's afraid of the things that can harm him and in this dunya. That's another fear that he's had for being harmed from the dunya. He does not have iman. He does not have Anything from Iman that will make it easy for him to deal with his calamities, these difficult affairs in the dunya. He does not have Iman, his Iman, Iman that will help, help him to deal with this and make it easy for him during times of difficulty. Or that which will ease his distress. قَدْ حُرِّمَ لَذَّةُ الْإِيمَانِ وَحَلَاوَةَ أَتَقَرُّبِ لَاللَّهِ He has been uh, prohibited or and he prevented from the pleasure of Iman and the sweetness of Iman and the sweetness of being near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in worship. Likewise, he has been prohibited from the fruits of Iman, and the fruits of Iman that is immediate that we get from this in this world, that is deferred for the hereafter. This person is void of this, is without this. He does not hope for any reward from Allah Azza wa Jal. He has no fear of any any punishment from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. إنما خوفه ورجاؤه متعلق بمطالب النفوس الدنيوية الخصيصة المادية. Rather, the Sheikh says, <coughs> rather his fear <coughs> and his hope <coughs> is connected. To the desires of his own self, desires of this lonely dunya. 
okay, that he's in. The dunya, the materialistic and the world. Likewise, the Sheikh says, وَمِنْ أَوْصَافَ الْمُؤْمِنَ التَّوَابُعْ لِلْحَقِّ وَلِلْخَلْقِ From the characteristics of the believer is to be humble to the truth and to the creation. التَّوَابُعْ لِلْحَقِّ A believer is a person that acknowledge, acknowledges the truth. That's being humble to the truth. You acknowledge it. You accept the truth. And you follow and implement the truth. And you speak the truth. And you defend the truth. Having humbleness for the truth. Acknowledging it. Accepting it and following it. Not being haughty over the truth. وللخلق and he is humble only to the creation والنصيحة للعباد الله على اختلاف مراتبهم قولا وفعلا ونية and that likewise from the attributes of the believer is giving advice to the servants of Allah according to their different status to their different status their different maratib and in life Whatever position that they have in life, their different understandings, in speech and action and in intention. Speech, action, and in intention. And the attribute or the characteristic of the denier is haughtiness. Haughtiness when it comes to the truth. How? It does not acknowledge it. It does not agree to it. It does not follow it. He thinks what his mind has come to, the conclusion in his mind is better than this truth has come from his Lord. As he rejects it. He venerates his intellect and he over the evidence that have come from the prophets. He venerates his intellect. He thinks that his mind is somewhat at a higher level. What he has come to by way of the knowledge of the dunya or this thinking that he has the way things are in reality, based upon his desires, he chooses that over the truth and thinks that his aql is better than the truth. The truth that has come authentically from the Quran and the Sunnah. Likewise, concerning the creation, he sees himself better than people around him. As for the mu'min, and if the mu'min always sees himself lower than others, he is humble, 
Likewise, the Sheikh mentioned, He's amazed by his own self. Amazed by himself, the way he is, the way he thinks. He's amazed with himself. This is the denial. He does not embrace or accept any nasiha, uh, any advice from anyone. Well, Mu'min, Salim al Qalb, Mil al Ghishi, Wal Ghil, Wal Hiqd. As for the believer, his heart is free from deceit or betraying others with all malicious intent or enmity. يحب للمسلمين ما يحب لنفسه ويكره لهم ما يكره لنفسه that the believer he loves for the Muslims that which he loves for his own self and he hates for the Muslim that which he hates for for his own self there's a hadith which has a connection to this statement that your sheikh has mentioned who knows the hadith لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. كحديث. None of you truly believes or meaning perfect your iman until you love for your brother that which you love for your own self. So this is an important attribute. Any for the for the believer. So likewise, you dislike for yourself. Or you hate, sorry, you hate for the Muslims what you would hate for your own self. Yes? That's why Al Muslimu Man Salima and Man Salima Al Muslimin Min Yadihi Walisanihi. As another hadith. A Muslim is the one who frees the Muslims from his hands and his tongue. That's why you wouldn't. Go and harm your Muslim brother and sister in speech or action, and you would want that to be done to you in the first place. So likewise, you hate and you dislike for the Muslims that which you would hate, and for your own self. وَيَسْعَى بِحَسَبِ وُسْعِهِ فِي مَصَالِحِهِمْ And that the believer, he strives according to his ability, and for the benefit of the Muslims. He endures the harm that come from others, from the creation. And he does not wrong anything or anyone in any way. He does not wrong any anything or anyone in any way. والجاحد قلبه يغلي بالغل والحقد لا يريد لأحد خيرا ولا نفعا إلا إذا كان له في ذلك غرض دنيوي As for the denier, his heart boils with malicious intent and enmity. He does not want good, no, he does not want good or benefit for others, unless he has a goal in it for himself. Okay, unless he has a worldly goal, something he wants to achieve, he wants to gain. 
for himself. And he does not care about any the wrongdoing or the transgression any to the creation and the Qudratihi when he's able any to to do something. The Shaykh mentioned Al Mu'min Sadukul Lisan Buhus Al Mu'amala the believer is truthful in speech and he has good Mu'amala interaction and dealings and with others Wasfuhu Al Hilmu Wal Waqar Wa Sakina Wa Rahma Wa Sabr Wal Wafa Wasuhuratul Janib he mentions that his characteristics are he is forbearing he is a person who is and he tranquil he is calm he is merciful he is patient he fulfills and his promises or his responsibilities and he is easygoing he is lenient he has a lenient personality والجاحد وصفه الطيش والقسوة والجزع والهلع والكذب وعدم الوفاء وشراسة الأخلاق. He said, as for the the denier, then he is careless, he is hard-hearted. Okay, he is hard, he is restless. He lies. He does not fulfill his agreements. And his mannerisms, okay, bad mannerisms, evil mannerisms. If a person has no mannerism or good mannerism with his Lord, what mannerism is he going to care about with the creation of those around him? Wallahu al-musta'an. And the Sheikh mentions, Al Mu'min La Yadilu illa lillahi, Kotsana, Kalbuhu, Wajhu, and Bedlihi, and Bedlihi lillahi, Lirayi Robbihi, Wawasfihi, Al Aifa, Walkuwa, Wasujaa, Walsaha, Walmuru'a. The Sheikh mentions that the believer he does not submit except to Allah, and he protects his heart and his face. And if I'm devoting that which he devotes to Allah and to other than Allah, and that his attribute is modesty, chastity, his strength, he's brave, he's generous, he has eagerness. He does not choose except that which is good. He does not choose that which is except that which is good he chooses the halal and he from the haram he seeks the halal from the haram when he speaks he stops he reflects and he chooses speech that is good rather than speech that is harmful or haram when he's searching for wealth 
are looking for wealth by way of work, he chooses the halal and he over the haram. Amma al jahid fa'ala diddi min thalika. As for the denier, then he is opposite and it is these. قَدْ تَعَلَّقَ قَلْبُهُ بِالْمَخْلُوقِينَ خَوْفًا مِنْ ضَرَرِهِمْ His heart has been attached to the, the creation in fear of harm and he coming from them. Fear and of harm and he coming from them. لَيْسَ لَهُ عِفَّةً وَلَا قُوَّةً وَلَا سُجَاعَةً He does not have anything from modesty or chastity or strength or brave, braveness. Except from his lowly goals. From his lowly goals. He has. He is deficient. And in his, his humanity. He is deficient in his humanity. He does not care. Only what he acquires from this world, from good or khabith, that which is repulsive, that which is bad or haram. Al Mu'min qad jama'a bayna as-sa'i fi fil al-asbab al-nafi'a wa al-tawakkul ala Allah wa al-thiqa bihi wa talab al-awn minhu fi kulli al-umur. Wallahu ta'ala fi awnihi. The Shaykh mentions the believer, he has combined between Carrying out the means, the beneficial means, and then placing his reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and placing his trust in Allah and seeking aid from Allah azza wa jal in all of his affairs. In all of his affairs, and Allah azza wa jal is aids him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aids him. This is an important attribute of the believer. That he does, he carries out the beneficial means. He places tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and he trusts in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he seeks aid from Allah azza wa jal. He seeks aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amma al-jahid falaysa indahu min al-tawakkul khabar wa laysa lahu nazar illa ila nafsihi al-da'ifa al-mahina. As for the denier, then he has no tawakkul. There's no attempt at all in placing reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has no regard except for himself. He is weak and he's self. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Shaykh says, Allah gives him that which he has Brought to himself. Brought to himself. And by this, the jahid, the, the denier, he is deceived. And he by this. And the shaykh said, If Allah decrees for him that which he seeks for himself, then it's just a gradual way of him leading to his and his destruction. The Shaykh says, Al Mu'min Ida Atathu An Ni'am Talaqaha Bishukri 
وصرفها فيما ينفعه ويعود عليه بالخير the believer when blessings come to him he receives it with a shukr being and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَصَرَفَهَا فِيمَا يَنْفَعُهُ And he utilizes his blessings in that which will bring more benefit to him and goodness to him. So being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has benefits, as the scholars have mentioned. And here we can understand one. The next question is, what are the two benefits of being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or showing gratitude to Allah azza wa jal. An increase. Increase of blessings. So when you are grateful to Allah, you show gratitude for the blessings that you have been given. Allah gives you more. And when you know the verse in the Quran, as an evidence to this. And if you are grateful, I will increase you. Okay, so when you are grateful for your blessings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases you in blessings. Do not belittle any of your blessings, what you have. Do not belittle. Sometimes we may think or we may feel that the blessings are only the, the big things that happen in our life. The big cars, the big house that we've bought, okay, or the money that's acquired, or something like that, something that you see as major. Sometimes we forget the little blessings, like the pen in your hands now taking notes, those paper. Have you thought that that's an actual blessing? Or you need to thank, be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's one of the benefits of showing gratitude to Allah Azza wa Jal is an increase in blessings. And the second one reward, that's reward, na'am. Forgiveness. The one I'm looking for that's increases Iman. Yes, that's from the benefits. One of the scholars mentioned is that it preserves your blessing. If you, you don't utilize your blessings in the correct way, you lose it. It's taken away from you. So upon this, the Sheikh, and he mentions, وَغَيْرُ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَتَلَقَّاهَا بِأَشَرُ and other than the believer, they receive the blessings and with a sharh, that which is lower than it, or with evil. وَبَطَرْ وَأَنْغُيْتْفُلْنَسْ وَإِشْتِغَالْ بِالنِّعْمَ لِلْمُنْعِمْ And they busy themselves with the blessing and they separate it from the mun'im, the one who has given them their blessings. So they'll take pleasure from the blessings and not acknowledge it from Allah and not attribute it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
they only focus on taking pleasure from that blessing independently. They do not, and they're not mindful that it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, وَعَنْ شُكْرِهِ Okay, so they, re they are not grateful to Allah Azza wa Jal. وَيَصْرِفُهَا فِي أَغْرَاضِهِ السُّفْرِيَّةِ Okay, he then, he utilizes these blessings in his lowly desires, his goals, lowly goals. وَهِيَ مَعَهَا ذَسْرِي زَوَالُهَا And with this, I need the blessing. It goes quick. It leaves them quick. And is close and is going to be separated from them. المؤمن إذا أصابته المصائب قابلها بالصبر والاحتساب وارتفاع الأجر والثواب. He says that the believer, if they are afflicted with a calamity, they receive it, or they endure, they receive it with sabr, patience, and they hoping for Allah's and your reward. They hope for Allah's reward. So when they, when a calamity befalls a believer, he's patient. He's patient. And he hopes only for Allah's reward. That he's going to endure this calamity. is going to find his way and he threw it. He's not going to say that which is displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal. He's not going to take haram means. He is patient and he is hopeful for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Shaykh mentions that this, what the believer hopes for or gains from the thawab, with the believer, that is greater than something he loses from the dunya. For him that is greater. And in being patient upon the calamity, hoping for that reward in the heart of the believer that is greater and better than losing something that he loves. And from, from the dunya. As for the jahid, the disbeliever, the sheikh, he mentions, he receives the the uh, calamity and he with distress so his calamity increases his calamity increases and he combines between the apparent pain and the pain in his heart in pain in his heart because he is devoid of patience and he is devoid of hope in the reward for Allah subhanahu so his sadness increases. His sadness and it increases. Then the Shaykh he mentions Al Mu'min Yadinullah Bil Iman Bijami Ar Rusul Wata Adimihim 
وتقديم محبتهم على محبة الخلق كلهم وهي تعرف أن كل خير ينال الخلق إلى يوم القيامة فعلى أيديهم وبإرشادهم Another point the Sheikh he mentions here concerning an important characteristic of the believer is that he has iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in regarding the all of the prophets and messengers and that he venerates all of them and that he places their love or he loves them more than he loves anyone else from the creation and he acknowledges that every good every good that comes to the khalq to the people to the yawm al-qiyamah is because of the and through the efforts or the means of the efforts of the and guidance of those prophets and messengers وكل الشر والضرر ينال الخلق فسببه مخالفتهم and he, said, he believes that all evil and harm that come to the people is because of them opposing the prophets and the messengers and indeed if the people were to follow the prophets and messengers indeed they will acquire all good they will follow the guidelines and the instructions that bring them benefit in this dunya and the hereafter. And opposing the prophets and the messengers, of course, brings harm to the person, misguidance in this dunya and in misguidance. فَهُمْ أَعْظَمُ الْخَلْقِ إِحْسَانًا إِلَى الْخَلْقِ and that they, the prophets and the messengers, they are those who are best in their goodness and into the creation. Especially Imam Ali Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Alladhi ja'alullahu rahmatan lil'alameen wa ba'athahu likulli salahin wa islah wa hidayah. Whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed as a mercy for all mankind and sent him with every good and rectification and guidance. The Shaykh then he mentions our final point and in today's lesson, as for the atheists, they are contrary to this. They venerate the enemies of the messengers. And they respect the opinions of the, and the opposers of the prophets. And they mock like their predecessors and he mocked what the prophets and the messengers came with. And this is the greatest evidence 
the greatest evidence and it concerning the foolishness of their, their intellect and the decline of the akhlaq and it is the lowest pits. Says the believer, the Sheikh mentioned the believer, he has love for the Sahaba, wa al Muslimin, and for the leaders of the Muslimin, wa al Huda, and the Imams of guidance, guidance, wal Mulhid bil Aqs, and the atheist is contrary to this. The believer. المؤمن لكمال إخلاصه لله يعمل لله ويحسن إلى عباد الله. The believer, due to the perfectness of his ikhlas for Allah Azza wa Jal, he acts for Allah and he acts his actions for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and he does good to the servants of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. والجاحد ليس لعمله غاية إلا تحصيل أغراضه الخصيصة. As for the denier, then his actions has no purpose except to achieve his lowly and he goals. His lowly and he goals. And the Sheikh he continues to mention as the last point: المؤمن منشرح الصدور بالعلم الناف والإيمان الصحيح. He said that the believer is good-hearted. He has tranquility in his heart. And that is because beneficial knowledge and the correct iman that he possesses and he's turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's turning to Allah azza wa jal with his servitude. And he in worship. And likewise, that he is in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pronouncing the remembrance of Allah azza wa jal. Again, the Shaykh mentioned, doing good to the creation. And his heart is free, and he from characteristics that are dispraised. And the denier and the one who is heedless is contrary to this. He is contrary to this because he is void of the means that would necessitate an inshirah sudur. Where a person has a good heart calmness and tranquility in their hearts and ease and in in their hearts we will end and upon this point and we have learned and through this and this kalam of the sheikh numerous characteristics of the believer and likewise that which opposes it, some of the characteristics of the, the denier, the one who denies any the wujud of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the existence of Allah azza wa jal, and denies any the, the evidence that indicate the presence of the Creator 
and that which he has sent to his prophets and his messengers. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid us in implementing these usaf, in implementing these characteristics in our lives. And indeed there is a lot to ponder over. And we can take ourselves into account individually and see where we are lacking and put the necessary steps <coughs> and need to improve any ourselves. For indeed the believer realizes that this dunya is only for a short period of time. You would surely depart from this dunya. So what's important is what you've prepared for your hereafter. What you prepared concerning your actions, your heart, what's in your hearts, and concerning your ibadat. And likewise, the Sheikh mentioned some of the affairs and how you deal with the affairs in your lives. Wassallallahu ala nabina Muhammad. Barakallahu fikum.